Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Baker. How's everybody doing today? Uh, I hope everybody's had a good week thus far. Today's Friday, though. For those that are still leaving their houses and making the trip to work, uh, we commend you, of course. And like we like to start off every show, I like to just thank all the essential workers, all the, the hospital workers, uh, anybody who has an essential job that has to go out and uh, be on the front line and be exposed to the dangers that unfortunately we have to deal with right now in terms of with this virus, uh, we commend you and we thank you, of course. So let's just discuss, uh, I'm sure a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of you guys and gals watched uh, some of the Gretzky Ovi Chell charity game. I didn't get a chance to watch it, unfortunately, but I did see some highlights and I did, of course, read a lot about it. And I just have to say off the bat, who knew that Gretzky was that good at NHL? I mean, I'm not going to, you know, I can't imagine that, you know, he's a big time NHL player, like some of maybe uh, some of the, the current athletes or NHL players that do play a lot. But, you know, I, I guess he just didn't peg me as someone that played NHL like that. But, you know, kudos to him. Uh, I did when I spoke about the upcoming charity game that those two would have. I did say that I would have to put my hat in or my money on Gretzky in his corner just because a guy like that who has such a, a great mind for hockey, I feel like, you know, once he nailed down the controls, it was just, you know, he'd be everything else with the game would come naturally to him. So that's cool, you know, especially having those two all time teams uh, with, you know, the all time Oilers and the all time Caps. So. And it was good both games. Obviously, uh, Gretzky won one, and then Ovechkin won the other, and uh, they both they they raised more than forty thousand dollars. So that was great to see. And uh, I would like to see more of that. I hopefully they have you know not just with Gretzky and Ovechkin. I think what they should do, maybe those two could be kind of like the 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 starters to this. They could have maybe some sort of tournament. You could have maybe. Like a, let's say like maybe a Mark Messier versus a Sidney Crosby type of game. Maybe have like a whole tournament with that, like a player, a retired player versus one of the greats, obviously in the game right now, or just one of the best, one of the players, some of the players that are in the league right now that are very good at that. So I think that they started something very good right now with this. And I think that they should definitely build off of it. Definitely. So we'll see what happens. So moving on, I hope that everyone's been doing their best to keep themselves busy. Uh, I know if you were looking for something to watch, uh, the, the Lightning, uh, their Fox Sports affiliate have been airing, re-airing games from the 2004 Stanley Cup run. And that was definitely something to, to, to watch. Uh, unfortunately, where I am, I don't have access to that. But you could always watch those, those games on YouTube. And of course, as always, as I always encourage you, the listener to do is, you know, go back and listen to some of the segments I've done before. Notably one that has to do with this is when I spoke about the 2004 Stanley cup finals against the Calgary flames in which the lightning ended up winning their first ever Stanley cup, uh, in seven games. So definitely, uh, if you haven't gotten a chance to do that, go ahead and do it. Um, I actually had someone reach out to me and say it was very informative with watching the games and then going ahead and listening to sort of my recap of each of those games 
um, right afterwards. And it really kind of opened things up for them that they didn't really necessarily see when they watched the game in real time. So I really appreciate that fan uh, reaching out to me and telling me about that. It really does a lot for me. Uh, it shows me that, you know, what I'm doing, I'm doing right. And I'm going to continue doing stuff like that for you guys as long as you like it, of course. Uh, and on piggybacking on that, go ahead and reach out to the show. I want to hear what you guys have been doing during quarantine, how you keeping yourself busy, most notably, what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself busy in terms of while you're missing lightning hockey? Uh, of course, you know, try and stay inside and, you know, watch some past games. I think maybe in the future, I'll start rewatching some games of the season, kind of pick, pick apart some of the games that really stuck out to me thus far this season. Uh, of course, if you've been a frequent listener to the show, uh, since I started, I said multiple times that one of my favorite games this year that the lightning have played was it was a national broadcast game on NBC against the Pittsburgh Penguins in which they won in overtime two to one. And it was one of those games that kind of got, kind of got things going for this team. It was right before the winning streak happened where they won uh, 11 games in a row. And so I think that was one of the things where if you were worried about this team possibly, or you wanted them to start to get into playoff, the playoff attitude, if you will, and starting getting ready, you know, cause it's never too early to, to prepare yourself for the playoffs. Cause it was pretty much a, a foregone conclusion that this team was going to make the playoffs just with the way they were playing up until then, as well as the lead that they had on the Maple Leafs in the division that they were going to make the playoffs. So it's never too early to get ready for that and to get in that mindset. And I've said on past episodes that that game against the Penguins uh, definitely showed me that this team could stick with the best of them because they were missing a couple of players then. I believe Stamkos was out with a little injury then. I don't think it wasn't anything having to do with the core injury yet, but he was definitely dealing with some uh, – he was a little banged up there at that time, but at the same time, you know um, – but it definitely showed that this team was ready to, to play underneath the lights and it because it was definitely an intense hockey game. So uh, if you if you haven't watched that game yet, go ahead and watch it. Um, I, de- I did a recap on it. It's probably one of the first episodes of Locked on Lightning, one of the probably within the first 10. Uh, just go back and listen to it. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing that episode. I, it's one of those things where um, when I sit down, and I think about some of the games that the Lightning have played this year that really stuck out to me. Uh, that's definitely one of them. The other one that uh, stuck out to me was their game in Sweden with Victor Hedman uh, returning home, of course, in front of you know his fa- friends and family there in Sweden. So that was a cool one as well. Um, I, I want to hear what your favorite games were this year. Uh, so reach out to the show, of course, at LockedOnLightning at gmail.com or tweet to the show at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter or even reach out to me at APDanker, D-E-N-K-E-R, on Twitter. So the moment all of you have been waiting for. Now, if you haven't listened to the last episode, go ahead and listen. Uh, If you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, you know that I did a whole segment on which I discussed some of the best seasons in franchise history. And to kind of piggyback on that, to kind of go further in down the rabbit hole of analyzing those seasons, I decided this week and next week as well, I will be discussing some of the best individual seasons 
in franchise history. So right, the other episode we did five, the fifth and fourth best seasons with Victor Hedman's 2016-2017 season, as well as Mario St. Louis 2003-2004 season. So, you know, we, we, and I also spoke about on that episode, and I think I'm still going to stick to my guns on this and say that I think when it's all said and done, when I do the next episode, I think St. Louis will have moved himself off the list just because it's one of those things where even though, yeah, if you, his season statistical wise, 94 points doesn't really jump off the page to you. But of course, at this, I listed the reasons why it, the case could be made uh, for him being moved up the list. And one of those reasons, of course, was that was the first time a Tampa Bay Lightning player reached 90 points in a season, alongside, you know, with him winning some hardware and the Hart Trophy, the Ross Trophy, and the Pearson Trophy. So that's, and it was, of course, we all know how the season concluded with a Stanley Cup championship. So it's one of those things where, if you've been listening to my past episodes, one of the things I always say when I'm discussing a season is, you know, just because the regular season ends doesn't mean the season itself ends. You know, if it, I always take into consideration how long the, the playoff playoff journey is as well. So it's one of those things where you kind of, yes, it's, you know, you're really analyzing the regular season. And, but at the same time, you know, of course, some of that performance, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, we all saw it with, unfortunately, Nikita Kucherov. Uh, kind of basically disappearing. Uh, and, you know, he missed the game last year in the playoffs, of course, with a uh, game misconduct and a, you know, a suspension. So it was one of those things where, yeah, he had a great season, but at the same time, he didn't do so hot in the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, there's certain exceptions to be made for certain seasons, of course, and there's going to be certain contradictions at certain times when I am discussing certain things. But that's what this show's all about. I give you guys the opportunity to, co to contact the show. Maybe if uh, you send in a couple of voice memos, I'll play it on the show and I'll answer your questions or your criticisms, as long as we keep it PG, of course. But, um, yeah, I, I like to – this opens up the door, and I even said that when I started the segment uh, yet on the last show, that this opens up the door for a lot of debate because, of course, different people are going to have different opinions about how certain players – seasons should be ranked and of course there might be certain players that have been left off this list uh maybe once i finish this list in the future especially in the off season when we actually do have a real off season i will make a list of about maybe the top 10 or maybe the top 20 we'll see we'll go from there of course um but all right let's move on to what we're all here for today we're going to discuss the top uh, three, uh, two and three best seasons in Lightning history, starting with the number three best season in Lightning history. And that goes to the captain, the current captain of the, of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's Steven Stamkos, his 2011-2012 season, in which he had 97 points, 60 goals, 37 assists, and in route to winning the Richard Trophy. Unfortunately, he did not win the Hart Trophy that year. That award went to Evgeny Malkin of the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. And just to give you a little perspective on why maybe he got the edge on him, uh, through 75 games, Malkin scored 50 goals, had 59 assists with a league leading 109 points. And so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, unfortunately, in the ho in National Hockey League, in any league, uh, it could be football, baseball, basketball, whatever, a player can have an incredible season. I mean, scoring 60 goals is no small feat. Uh, but, you know, I think at 
I think a lot of people took, of course, the point total into consideration, and that's why Malkin kind of got the got the little the nod to to win that. But yeah, so unfortunately, that's the way it goes. But let's just discuss discuss that in perspective about Steve, Steven Stamkos just a little bit. I'm not going to harp too much on his season. I want to get into number two as well, just because I feel, you know, that's a little bit more important. I mean, they're just as important two and three, but uh, why I think that, you know, the number two spot uh, for this player should get the nod. But yeah, let's just discuss Stamkos real quick. So when you look at that season in length for, Steven Stamkos, he played a full 82 games, which is always nice to see. You know, unfortunately, in recent years, that hasn't been the case for uh, Stamkos. He hasn't, he doesn't, you know, he gets hurt a lot, unfortunately, but, but he's still a great player. He still puts up the numbers. Uh, He played 82 games that year, 60 goals, 37 assists, 97 points, like I said, plus minus of seven. Uh, The one thing that really stands out to me about that season is the even strength goal tally, which he led the league in, and that was 48, as well as the number of game-winning goals, which he had, which was 12, and he led the league in that. So that showed that, you know, he really put this team on his back at certain times, especially 12 times, and he really went out there and won games for this team. Now, to put that into perspective, how the team did uh, in correlation with that, the Lightning didn't really do so hot. They went 38, 36, and 8 with 84 points total. They finished third in the division that year and fell short of a playoff spot. But, you know, that doesn't, that's not all Stamkos' fault, of course. He, he, you look at, you know, certain players on the team, you know, just looking at the roster right now, it didn't really look like he had a whole lot around him. I mean, he had a, a, Vincent LeCavier, of course, a 31-year-old Vincent LeCavier. He had a very young Victor Hedman with him as well, you know, and then you had guys like Ryan Malone, uh, Dominic Moore, Teddy Purcell, you know, guys like that. Uh, Marty St. Louis, a 36-year-old Marty St. Louis. That was kind of, I spoke about that, uh, I believe, last week during the franchise segment where I discussed that um, this is around the time that you start to see the LeCavier St. Louis era in Tampa kind of coming to a close and they start to, especially LeCavier starts to pass the torch on to Stamkos as this will be his team for the future. So unfortunately the lightning didn't have a good season that year, but this was really, in my opinion, a, you know, of course Stamkos had seasons that were just as good before this, but at the same time, this is kind of Stamkos's coming out party in a way where he says, you know, this is going to be my team in the future. I'm going to put this team on my back. Of course, he doesn't score 60 goals on a yearly basis. That would be absolutely insane. I think he has the ability to, of course, because he's done it already in his career. I think, unfortunately, the reason why he hasn't is because, and I've discussed it on past episodes, that Stamkos doesn't need to score 60 goals, 50 goals, whatever number you want to throw up there to feel a sense of su- success. He has proven, especially this year as well, that he can create opportunities for himself, but it seems like he'd rather much create opportunities more for his teammates to kind of spread the puck around instead of being that, I guess you could say, tunnel vision scorer that you see maybe from a guy like Alexander Ovechkin, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But he does have the ability to do that. I kind of sometimes wish he could do that 
in certain situations, especially in some games this year where the team definitely did struggle very early on in these games. But that's not his game. He's playing to his strength, which is he could create chances not only for himself but his other team. Because, of course, if he's going to be that tunnel-eyed uh, scorer, as like I just compared to Alex Ovenskin, he could sometimes what I think he should do is he should do kind of try and build both of those part of those games that he has. Cause of course he's already done it on both sides, but at the same time, I feel that not only would it take less stress off the rest of the team to score a bunch of goals, but you know, the more goals he scores, the more drawn the opposing defenders will be to come to his side of the ice, thus opening up chances for, other players on the lightning. So that's kind of like that thing that I kind of took away from looking at the stats from this year, just because it was one of those things where it shows you that the lightning have a guy who is a very high caliber scoring player. It's just, unfortunately with the the number of games he has lost with, uh, due to injury with, you know, other things with seasons being cut and short and whatnot. It's just one of those things where I feel like, Sometimes he tries to spread the puck out too much to where he sometimes gets away from the fact that maybe he forgets that, you know, hey, I scored 60 points, 60 goals one year. I could put up 40, 50 maybe easily. So it's one of those things where maybe in the future we'll keep an eye on it. And once season starts up again, play starts up again, we'll, we'll kind of discuss that. We'll kind of tie that in with how things are going. So moving on to the number two now. This is where things kind of get a little, I guess, dicey when you're trying to figure out the one and two spots. Now, I said, of course, on the last episode, as well as the top of this episode when I started the segment again, was that you could put Mar St. Louis 2003-2004 campaign in this spot. Now, the reason why is, and I'll tell you in a minute uh, when we when we end the show, I'll kind of, I guess, tease, if you will, the the number one spot. And I'm sure a lot of you probably already know, but I'm going to let you leave you hanging a little bit longer. So the number two spot is Vincent LeCavier's 2006-2007 season, in which he scored 108 points, 52 goals, 56 assists, in which he won the Richard Trophy. Now, why is this the number two spot now? Because... Unfortunately, he did not win the Hart Trophy. That was Sidney Crosby who took that that award home that year. Uh, but it was the first 50-goal season in Tampa Bay history, as well as the first 50-goal season for Vincent LeCavier. Now, the reason why I'm doing this, why I put this in the second spot, is because um, I believe also is, if I'm not mistaken, also the first 100-point season by a Tampa Bay Lightning player. So those are... The, the big two reasonings as to why I believe that, you know, this belongs in the number two spot. Of course, the case could be made because of the team success. Like I said uh, a couple of seconds or minutes ago that, of course, the reason why we're all we're doing this is how did it affect the team throughout the season? How did it help the team going forward, whether it was their record or whether when they ended up making a playoff run and, the case could be made for number two, of course, for St. Louis season, of course, because he they ended up winning the cup that year. But the reason why this is also in the number two uh, spot, I believe, 
Uh, now that I'm saying it out loud, once again, I think I'm going to talk myself out of it with the whole St. Louis thing. But I believe that this is the second best season in Lightning history because of what Vinny LeCavier means to this franchise, as well as this is his best season in the NHL. Now, up until that point in his career, he topped, I think, his, his the most goals he scored in a season was 35, and the most points he put up was 78. So, you know, he has a couple of couple of seasons when he first comes into the NHL where he's scoring about, he's in the 20 range, and then he starts to pick it up a little bit in the 30s, uh, hits 40 in 2005, 2006, and then that's where you see him kind of take the next step in his career. Now, after that, you kind of at that point, I'm sure, and he's only 26 at this point, remember that, so obviously he still has a long ways to go, and unfortunately, injuries kind of slow him down. Uh, going forward in his career after this, kind of see a little fluctuation up and down between the amount of games played. So he plays a full season this year, and that's what you get for 52 goals, 56 assists, 108. Now, unfortunately, right after the season, I mean, he plays one last game the next year, but his goal total drops by uh, 12 12 goals. So, and then... You know, he his point total goes down, and then you start to see the diminishing effect with him. His numbers start to dwindle and dwindle. Unfortunately, that's that's what it was. It was injuries, and like I said, this is around the 2011 season. A little, a couple of years later after this, this is where you really, this is where you really see the era of St. Louis and LeCabier start to end, and. This team is starting to become Stamkos' team. Now, how did this team do that year? Well, during the 2006-2017, this year, this team went 44-33-5 and 33, uh, and five with 93 points. They finished sec- second in the division, and they ended up losing in the conference quarterfinals. So, unfortunately, they didn't have the best season. You know, you always like to see seasons like this where a player has an absolutely outstanding season, a career year for LeCavier, and, you know, nothing really, it doesn't really carry over into the playoffs for the team. You don't really, you know, you always want to see players have an absolute monster season and then go into the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. Of course, you always want to have that capped off. But yes, the reason why this is number two is because when I think of the Tampa Bay Lightnings, when I think of their history, of course, you think of Stamkos, you think of St. Louis, you think of the 2004 Stanley Cup, but I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of fans, a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning fans think of Vinny LeCavier. The first, you know, of course, they had captains before that, but he was, to me, especially, if you when you get nostalgic about this team, especially if you're in your, your 20s, uh, Vinny LeCavier was the guy growing up for you when you were following this team. So that's what I think about. He was the captain. You know, every team has that guy that they call the captain in their franchise. And to me, Vinny was the captain. He was the franchise cornerstone head, whatever you want to call him, the face of this franchise. And 2006, 2007 was prime Vinny LeCavier. And so, yeah, that's why I look at it. He, he set the record. He had, uh, of course, Stamkos ended up breaking the goal record by eight, uh, only a c- few years later. But at the same time, that shows you just how great this guy was, what potential he had if he just only would have stayed healthy. So, unfortunately, that's the case. But 
Number two, Vanilla Cavier. And tomorrow, I'm going to give you guys... So tomorrow, this is a little schedule update uh, for for some of you. So Because you're probably wondering, you know, the Locked on Lightning was only two episodes this week. Well, we're going to do... We're going to shake it up a little bit. And we're having a Saturday episode. That'll be out tomorrow uh, morning. I want to say around 10. Hopefully in the early morning. Uh, but yeah, and just to tease a little bit, we'll be discussing the 2018-2019 season of Nikita Kucherov. I think a lot of you saw this coming just because of points. And I'm going to discuss why, even though things didn't end the way we all would have liked it to with you know a deep playoff run, uh, why this season means so much to the franchise uh, and what it means for this team going forward. Now, I hope everyone's having a great day. Uh, have a safe quarantine, of course. You know, if you want to go out, go out, get some air, get some food or whatever you need. But of course, wash those hands, be safe, uh, six feet apart, or as Canadians like to say, a hockey stick lengths apart. So that's been it for Lockdown Lightning, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I hope everybody has a great day. My name's Adam Danker. Have a good one.